All right. Welcome back, everybody, to season two of the Crypto Mining Tools podcast. Uh, it's great to be back. I have a special guest with us today, Bob. I don't even know your last name, Bob. I, I don't know if you want to share that, but uh, better known as what? You're, you're the immersion guy, the home immersion guy? Yeah, yeah. So I have a YouTube channel, Home Bitcoin Immersion Mining Channel. And yeah, my focus is exactly kind of what the name says is uh, home immersion mining. Can, can we do this in our houses? Can we heat our houses with immersion mining? Kind of stepping through that step by step, and hopefully helping people figure it out. Awesome. Well, yeah, great, Bob. Uh, it's good to have you on the show. And, you know, it's, it's kind of special for me. This is uh, my, my coming back episode. Um, you know, I, I do have another podcast called the Crypto and Mental Health Podcast. But this, uh, this one that we're on today, the Crypto Mining Tools Podcast, specifically focuses on, um, you know, creating content and really just helping to educate people uh, about those tools and and uh, about Bitcoin mining. So I'm very excited to, to be talking with you today, Bob. And uh, we, we have a, a lot to share and a lot to find out. So yeah, uh, welcome everybody to season two, episode one. And we're talking today about home Bitcoin immersion mining. So Bob, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, kind of tell us uh, how you got into this and, and uh, maybe a little bit about, about where you're going. Sure. And, and Scott, it, thanks for inviting me on the channel. I think it's really cool to be part of your, your, your the first episode of your second season. It, it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. So uh, this whole thing kind of started about last year sometime around this time when um, I wanted to get into mining at home. So I did what most people do. You start looking online, finding web pages, finding YouTube videos and learned about immersion, thought, hey, this sounds like a really cool thing. Uh, should really work you know, for my housing, my housing setup. And then, uh, when I started looking into how to do it, um, you know, my, my first go-to is, is YouTube. Like a lot of people that that's kind of where I go. Um, there's a lot of, of DIY information there. And when it came to immersion mining, um, what I found was that there, there's a lot of content out there, but it, it kind of fell into two categories. Uh, one is kind of the Tada video where folks would show videos of, of how everything's built and running, which is, which is awesome. I, I, really do love that those videos because you learn how it should look when it's set up sure. and the other type of video is very high level just i did this and it it, it, it kind of worked and and so it really was it seemed like we were missing something that kind of stepped you through and um i thought about you know i want to do this and 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 build my own setup and i've never done a youtube channel before so i thought it'd be kind of fun to build a youtube channel and, and shoot video along the way nice yeah well i i love it you know it's, it's something that I've done before uh, a lot is just share along the way as, as you're trying to figure stuff out for yourself and and uh, try to be a resource for other people, you know. So, so yeah, how's the, the YouTube channel coming along? You know, t tell us a little bit about your your growth there and, and your, you know, kind of some of the struggles and stuff you've overcome with the actual um, YouTube, you know, exposure part. What, what's that like? Uh, it's a lot harder than, than I thought. And, and, and it, in addition to learning how to, uh, mine Bitcoin at home, I found myself learning how to do YouTube and it's, it's a thing. Um, there are whole YouTube, YouTube channels on how to build YouTube channels. It, it's kind of ridiculous. And, uh, just learning the whole process of setting up a video, uh, shooting the video, editing the video, putting in effects and afterwards, just getting all that wrapped up. 
um, I was surprised at how long that takes. And I think that's my biggest impediment now is, is just efficiency of that whole thing. Um, like right now, if I'm doing one of my design videos, I can spend up to 40 hours through that whole multi-step process. And that's, that's something I'm working on to try and reduce that. So just producing the content is hard. And then I think the other thing is, is just working with YouTube to get your content out there. Um, you know, YouTube has a billion videos that everyone wants, every, every creator wants their video shown. And so you're kind of fighting for that attention through their algorithm and, and, you know, just trying to get your face out there. And this is where, you know, your, your telegram channel has been a huge help for getting me kind of kicked off, uh, uh initially getting my first few subscribers and, and first bit of attention. And now finally mm-hmm. YouTube is try- starting to show my video to other people. So it, it's, it's going in the right direction. Nice. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be able to help you like that. Uh, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time on telegram myself and, and there's, a lot of activity there with Bitcoin, crypto, uh, you know, Bitcoin mining. And, uh, you know, basically like, yeah, six years ago um, is, is where I got my start with, with the whole telegram thing. And um, I, I saw that there was a need. And so I just started going out and building uh, very niche uh, groups, topic oriented groups. And, and it, it really took off. And yeah, I think people get a lot of value out of that. So, so hopefully we can help each other with that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, tell us about your, your experience so far with, uh, Bitcoin mining, you know, how'd you get into that and, and, and why'd you choose immersion and, and maybe, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know if you have any visuals that you can share or not, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe just, just t- tell us a little bit more about, about what you're up to. Sure, sure. So, so like everyone else, it's a multi-step process. Uh, you, you you buy a thing, you build a thing, you buy a thing, you build a thing. Step by step, you build your your, your setup. Um, for me, the, the fact that I'm doing a video has slowed everything down. I think I could have done all this in a few months. Instead, it's you know eight or nine months and counting. Um, but you know, really, as far as you know, why immersion? Um, two things is 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 number one when it comes to these miners, we all know that that you know the sound and 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 just trying to run these in your house running on air, it, it makes it very hard. Um, you know, it, it's, these miners are just not set up to run at home. Um, again, there's folks who figured out ways around this. It's not saying it can't be done. It's just really hard. And once you go to immersion technology, um, your output is a hot fluid, hot water. And that's where you can do amazing things out there. Um, there's this whole, it's, it's kind of foreign to us in the U.S., but there's this whole method of heating your house called hydronics. Um, mm. In Europe, it's something like 90% of the people use this. In the U.S., it's wow. like less than 10. And so once you start getting into the information, you realize that once you have hot water, you can literally do anything as far as heating your house. It, it's, it's pretty cool. And so that convinced me that this is the right path to go. In addition to mining Bitcoin, you get the kickback at heat where hopefully, you know, it reduces my hot water and the heating. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just maybe experiencing a little bit of internet lag. I don't know if it's on my side or your side, but, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how other countries, uh, embrace that and, and use their heat differently. Um, and and yeah, I think mining can definitely be a, um, an interesting part of that in the future. You know, not not just for us uh, tech geeks, but m- maybe for everybody in the world in in the future uh, could benefit from this, right? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you you know, I just kind of was reading through this uh, in preparation for for this interview, and 
And, you know, like I said, it's the dominant heating method in Europe, some hundred million some odd homes out there. And right now, most of them are using natural gas and oil, which as we all kind of know, prices in Europe right now for both of those are sky high. It's kind of ridiculous. And so, you know, if you think about kind of that delusional magic future, I mean, imagine Europe, instead of using these fuels, we're using Bitcoin mining as their heating source, um, you know, true decentralization of the hash power. Um, you know, everyone can kind of get a kickback while heating their house. I mean, there's lots of things that could happen here. And again, that's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of excited about just showing how you could do this and hopefully other people out there kind of see that light and maybe are able to do something similar in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So we've got some uh, live viewers right now on uh, YouTube and, and actually uh, I see some on Facebook. So if anybody that's listening right now wants to ask a question to Bob, uh, now's the time you can actually write a comment live in, in the comment section on, on YouTube and uh, make a comment, make, ask a question and, and show your support. Um, but yeah, so it's great having you on, Bob. Uh, so I guess another question for you, um, you know, are, is, is this really a, a very uh, DIY process for you or, or did you buy a tank from somebody? Did you fabricate your own, you know, um, where'd you source your, your dry cooler or, or whatever you're using? And maybe tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, great question. And, and it, it's kind of a funny story is that when I, when I got into this, I did my web searches and I could not find any home solutions out there. So I did everything DIY. I mean, I, I designed, sourced my tank, found a local shop to build it. My dry cooler is, is built by my own hands. You know, now we have, uh, there are a lot of vendors out there that now provide home mining setups where they'll have a, a, a tank and a dry cooler kind of sold as a package. And I think at some level, I, I'm, I, it would have been nice to try one of those out to show how they work in depth of how you set them up. But on the other hand, doing the DIY approach kind of shows how far you can go if you do want to do this yourself and, and kind of explore that technology. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, well, I, it, it's interesting, you know, so doing this at home, uh, I'm wondering kind of what, what your power rates are. I, I don't know if you've shared that with people before, um, you know, because there's obvious, obviously drawbacks to doing this in a smaller scale versus doing it in a, in a larger scale. You know, if you're doing it in a warehouse or in a, in a city or country that has really cheap power, you know, you can really ramp it up and, and you'll, you'll really want to ramp it up. Right. But it sounds like you've, you've really sized your system, maybe specifically for your purpose there at, at home and maybe you're not necessarily looking to expand upon that. But yeah, like what's what's the power rates like? You know, what what what's it like doing it at home and and what's your ambitions for maybe scaling this out? Great great question. And uh, actually one of my earlier episodes I kind of walked through this because that's honestly that's the first question you should ask if you're mining at home. What am I doing that what, what am I doing and what am I trying to get out of this? Um, are you trying to mine bitcoin profitably or are you trying to do other things? And in my personal setup, um, you know, I've got solar panels on my roof. And when you do the math, um, you can basically subsidize your power uh, such that, you know, your, your miners are getting power from, from your roof uh, during the day and then you're sucking from the grid at night. And overall, 
uh, you can bring down your average power cost to actually bring it down to competitive rates. So when I do the math, if I have two miners here, I think I'm going to be paying like six cents per kilowatt based on that 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 averaging of self-supplied power and grid-supplied power. But you know, as I went through in my earlier video, if you don't have a solar power uh, a contribution or if you're not getting commercial industrial rates, really doesn't make a lot of sense if you're just trying yeah. to make money at home. It's just most, 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 you know, regional, local, uh, residential rates are maybe 10 cents uh, per kilowatt hour. A lot of times it's 14. I think California is up like 30 something crazy. So yeah, yeah, it's one of the big questions you have to ask if you're going to do this at home is, is why. And there is the additional advantage of heating your house and heating your water. Uh, you can get that feedback, but I think before you get into it, you have to assume that that's not there just in case that doesn't work as well as you think it should. Right. And uh, try and you know get it reasonable on the power rate. And then if you get additional benefits from heating and hot water, that's just a bonus. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we have somebody that's watching on YouTube. Ian says, hey, guys, thanks for taking the time to talk about this stuff. I've had some S19s offline since last year. And at 8 to 10 cents per kilowatt hour, it's hardly worth expending effort to plug them back in. Yeah, yeah, right, right now maybe. Uh, was thinking if I could submerge them, uh, it would be worth it. But finding smaller dry coolers and DIY tutorials has been hard. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Bob? Uh, you know, definitely. You know, look at my channel. Um, the whole idea is to kind of walk someone like yourself through this, of saying, okay, starting on on step one. How do you do this? How do you build this into your house? How do you integrate this in your house? What are the things to look for? I think that's one thing I try and strive for is, is to point out, you know, hey, do this. Don't do that. Watch out for this safety thing. Uh, here's something you might want to think about uh, to make sure that your system is is built so that it's reliable, robust, and, and, and isn't a danger to your house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mr. or Mrs. Tesla follower says, Ian, just be glad you're not in California, home of the 80 cents per kilowatt hour. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I see how it makes sense to, to do this in colder climates, you know, but obviously if you're in California, well, you know, Southern California and it's already hot, uh, it might not be as beneficial to have a, a home immersion system or, or have any kind of miners at, at your house, especially at 80 cents. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. My only advice there would be, uh, you know, move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, for, for Ian, I think uh, submerging in, in dielectric fluid, you know, that, that might help to make it more efficient. Um. It might also help you to get more terahash per second, right? Uh, really, I find when people are talking about immersion, it's not, they're not doing it because their equipment's going to last longer. It's, they're not doing it, you know, for some of these other reasons that maybe some of the, the commercial people are. The, the reason they're doing it is because they, they want to overclock, you know, they, they, they want to turn their 100 terahash S, S19J Pro into like a, a 200 terahash machine. And right. But there, there's always trade offs. Um, it, when you try to get more terahash out of a machine, uh, you're probably going to do it at a, a less efficient rate. Um, I mean, what what have you found as far as trying to get more juice out of these things versus, you know, like balancing that? 
how much time you actually spend on tweaking them versus how much you're actually getting from it. And then versus the other component is a lot of the times you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to pay a, a dev fee uh, to overclock them. Right. So yeah. What, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if you look out there, I think one of the other, th other things that, that folks are kind of playing with now is actually underclocking, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, right. but different folks have found out that if you actually go and pull down your, your hash rate, your efficiency actually increases and that there's kind of a sweet spot, not at the top, but in the middle. And so I, th I think that's going to be something that we see a lot more of now. I mean, you, you look at some of these, even some of the overclocking uh, uh, firmware, you're getting to, to different uh, uh, versions out there where they actually tune the entire miner to find that ideal rate for each, you know, each batch or each, each, each chip, if you will. And, you know, I think that's, that's to me is where I see things going right now is just efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. How, how do we get, you know, more terahash per watt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, there's, there's tools for doing that, right? Um, well, so first of all, like you said, you know, you can kind of tune these things or, or decide to turn your miners on and off during um, maybe uh, demand charges, right? Where maybe during the day, I know in Wisconsin here from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. Um, yeah, we're, we're paying like almost 14 cents per kilowatt hour. Right. But from 9 p.m. till 9 a.m., um, it's much cheaper. So l literally this winter right now at, at my warehouse, because it's so expensive, um, I'm just heating my warehouse at night and just trying to keep it at, at like a nice 60 degrees, 65 degrees. And then when I come in the morning, I turn the miners off and it's it's quiet. And, you know, that's usually good enough to get us th through the day. Um but, but yeah, so what about tools that you've seen for uh, underclocking and overclocking? How, how do you, how does that, how do you accomplish that? Um, I'm still on the, uh, on the upside when it comes to research on that. Uh, right now, my whole process is just seeing what's out there and starting to accumulate all those different tools. And then in the future, I want to start doing, you know, kind of comparison and seeing what works, what's better, particularly for the home setup. Um, there, there are a lot of stuff out there that when you look at, the economics and how they're set up, you can tell they're focused on the industrial scale. So that's going to be one of the things I'm going to look at is, is there something that's a better solution for those of us who have very small setups? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing that comes to mind is third-party firmware like uh, Brains. Uh, there's some other ones, uh, Vanish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but the, the problem is that, like I said earlier, there's, there's usually a, a dev fee. Now I know with brains, if you if you mine on uh, brains pool, which, which used to be slush pool, then that fee is going to be a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's obviously something that you need to take into consideration. Um, so Tesla follower says my interest in immersion in California is to prototype technology for later use at a flared gas site. Site can be in California if I'm lucky, if I'm very lucky or anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think really with that, um, yeah, I, I know of a lot of people that are doing um, the flared gas mitigation solutions at oil and gas sites. Um, but most of the time, you know, people are doing that. Uh, it's, it's air cooled and not liquid cooled. Um, I, I think in the near future, it's, it's going to be more dominated by uh, immersion setups. And 
I think it's only going to be even more beneficial. For example, when you're out there in the, in the dust and dirt and, and the crazy atmosphere, um, you know, it's, it's harder to maintain your miners and to keep them clean there. Uh, you'd have to have like really crazy filtration and you'd have to be going there constantly to blow out the filtration and clean it out. Right. So if you had an immersion set up out on a gas and oil site, um, there might be some great advantages there. What, what, what do you think of that, Bob? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is the, the big, one of, one of the big advantages of, of immersion is just air, air, air has dirt and dust in it. It really does. And, you know, just open up the back of your computer at home. That's been sitting there for a while. You'll see what that, you know, what kind of mess that makes. And we have to realize that, that, you know, for these ASIC miners, efficiency is all about cooling. And as soon as you start getting dust and dirt in those heat sinks, that efficiency drops off very fast. And so you do have to keep on top of that. And I think that's one of the, one of the huge advantages of immersion is, is you're just pumping a fluid around and it's relatively easy to filter a fluid. It's, it's a lot less work. Um, usually these systems, these systems can be set up so that swapping out a filter, you don't have to do it that often. And it's usually a very easy thing to do. So I think that's one of the huge advantages of immersion over air cooling. Now there is that disadvantages though, right? Is you have a whole separate cooling system you know, as far as circulating fluid, making sure that that fluid is cooled as well. So there's a trade-off there, but I think if you're looking for something that's out there and has less long-term maintenance, I think there might be some advantages here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely the, the lower maintenance, you know, there, there's obviously still maintenance involved because these chips are heating up and when things get hot, uh, you know, they, they break, right? So you, you still need to take these boards out and, and repair them. But I, I have a hunch and there's probably data to back it up. There's people that are far more deeper into immersion than I am. You know, they've, they've literally spent the last, you know, five years of their life uh, fine tuning whole immersion containers systems. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, I, I think another advantage is uh, obviously the longevity of the machine. Um, you know, you can probably run these things for five or 10 years and, when you take them out of, of the dielectric fluid, they'll literally look like they're brand new. It'll look like there's zero wear and tear on these things, you know? So and you, I have, think, you have that from a, a resale perspective, right? Yeah. I think, you know, to me, that's one of the big advantages when it comes to a home setup is that, you know, again, my, my vision is that this, this is kind of part of your house. This is, you know, again, how you heat your water, how you heat your house is that, you know, if, 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 folks want to do this at home. Most people don't want something you fiddle with and you have to manage and you have to always work with. We, we want something like our, our air conditioner or a furnace, something that, that just stays on and runs and you don't think about it. And this is, I think, one of the advantages of using immersion at home is that once you get this set up, it, it should just kind of run. And I think that's one of the huge advantages in a home setting of immersion over air cooling is, is just, I think, long-term maintenance should be a lot less. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Let's uh, continue the conversation in a second here. I just want to uh, switch over and talk a little bit about some upcoming events that we have coming on. And um, I'll just uh, roll the ad here. All right. So we have a minor repair training class coming up in the end of April. That takes place in Wisconsin. So there's actually two. We have an advanced class and a basic class taking place at the same time. So you can actually go to 
2.tools slash advanced and learn more about that. But you should come on out. Um, we have a great time. You'll learn everything that you need to know to maintain and repair your PCBs and to replace ASIC chips. Um, so yeah, uh, consider that and, and you can go to 2.2 slash advanced for that. Uh, another event that we have coming up in December, uh, after Christmas and before New Year's is Dominican Republic Bitcoin meetup. So we have a conference, kind of like a little mini conference or a summit, summit coming up in the Dominican Republic. I'm going to be bringing Bitcoin mining to the, to the DR. So my twin brother actually lives there and has a vegetable farm. And uh, I want to get him into Bitcoin farming. Uh, so we're going to be partying. We're going to have some presentations, some great meals, a great uh, hosted dinner, and then a, an after party with uh, Dominican music and, and DJs. Uh, so that's really coming together now. So mark it on your calendar, December 28th in the mountains of Dominican Republic, uh, Harbacoa. And so before that, we got in April 26th also coming up. It's a virtual conference. So it's a virtual mining conference where we're going to put on, strap on our Oculus, or you don't have to if you don't want to, but we're going to enter into a 3D virtual world. And uh, we're going to have some presentations all about Bitcoin mining and where you can actually talk to some of the suppliers. They'll have booths here on either side of the virtual world where you can go in it will be branded with their logos and, and uh, informational videos, as well as you can go in there, you can lock the door and you can actually have a private conversation with one of the vendors. So if you're looking for an immersion system, maybe Bob will be there to educate you a little bit, um, or you, know, you could buy it right from a, a vendor uh, there in the virtual world. So check that out. Uh, we're having a, a pre-party on April 26th in the evening where we'll go around and just have some fun and get to know each other. And then on Thursday, April 27th, during the day, uh, we'll have the uh, 3D Expo Hall and uh, conference with, with some speakers. So, so check that out. That's at 2.tools slash virtual. And uh, I'll just stop sharing my screen. We'll come back here. All right, back to you, Bob. So yeah, those sound like fantastic events. <laughs> I got to get myself signed up. Absolutely. Well, now you know where to find it. Um, so yeah, what what haven't we talked about yet? Is is there something specific that you wanted to make sure that we discussed today? Um, I think maybe one of the one of the things that that a lot of people, at least for my my, my own sake, you know, home Bitcoin mining can seem a little intimidating. Uh, just particularly if you're, if you're not too far in that DIY world. And I think one of the things to say is that, you know, like any, any home project, it's all doable. I mean, it's really not that hard um, if you just take it step by step. And, and you do have to kind of know a lot of different technologies. You have to understand fluid pumps, stuff like that. You have to understand radiators. You have to understand electrical type of things. How do you hook up your miner, stuff like that. But honestly, there, there's more and more information out there on YouTube and other, you know, Telegram channels, other locations where it is doable. And so I really do, you know, want to tell people if, if you're kind of a little tentative and it seems a little overwhelming, um, it, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's very doable. And I really want to encourage people to, to get into this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, um, I'm not sure if there's any more comments in the, YouTube or Facebook feed here. 
I think Ian and, and Tesla follower might, might be all questioned out. I don't know. Um, but yeah, what's, what's, uh, what's next for you as far as your YouTube channel, um, or your, your home immersion build out? Like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I w have watched all of your videos yet, but, um, yeah, wh why don't you tell me more about that? Sure. So as I said, I'm, I'm kind of going step by step through this. Uh, the format of my channel is to do a design video kind of going over the how to what you need to think of what are the design concepts you need to have in your head, and then a build video showing kind of how I took that information and built my own setup. And so I'm kind of oscillating between those two. Uh, right now, my latest video is that went out uh, actually this morning is that secondary cooling loop and, and hydronic systems kind of walking into that. And so from here on in, it's, it's building that uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, I'm going to start getting into how do you integrate that with your home heating, your home furnace. Uh, I'm going to look at that a couple different ways, uh, show how you integrate with a normal, you know, the, the standard air, air conditioning heating system we have in the U.S., which is forced air. Like how would you actually use Use, use your heat to, to heat air going through that system. And then I'm going to go into a full hydronic system showing how that could be built. Um, after that, you know, I have a lot of different ideas of where to take the channel. Um, you know, after you mine Bitcoin, you have places to store wallets, uh, exchanges, um, you know, whatnot. It, it, it's kind of a fun spot to be in that I've got a lot of things, uh, a lot of ideas for uh, uh, new episodes. And it's going to come yeah. down to a question of, of what direction I take the channel. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So I, I just pulled up your channel here and for anybody interested in learning a little bit more about uh, immersion, uh, let me see here. So we have HBIM underscore channel, right? Yeah. Home Bitcoin immersion mining. Okay. So I see here you got a bunch of videos. You have uh, 83 subscribers and that's growing quickly. 14 videos you've already created. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when it comes to video creation, again, following kind of that YouTube knowledge, uh, my, I stacked up a ton of videos and we're launching them every week. Uh, now, since my videos have kind of caught up to my build, I'll be slowing down about once every other week to once every three weeks, uh, as, as I build, as I develop. So you can kind of see real time where I'm at. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So I, I hope people, well, so I, well, how I found, it, I just went to home Bitcoin mining uh, sorry, home Bitcoin immersion cooling and uh, did a search in, Google, in YouTube and, and found your channel. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend people to uh, check that channel out. And and where where else um, are are you located? I think I just recently encouraged you to get a, um, a, a Twitter profile as well, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm expanding my way into social media. It, it's, you know, social media is, is, is not my first language. Uh, you know, it, it's something that I know I get, need to do more of. But yeah, I have a Twitter uh, handle out there, same same handle, HBIM channel. Uh, I'm going to start posting my videos and everything out there as well. And yeah, if, if you need to get a hold of me, um, definitely there. Um, I have an email address on the channel. Um, I'm looking for information from users out there. I would love to to have users send me their data on their setups. If you're you know, working on your setup or have something completed, um, it'd be kind of cool to, to, you know, one direction I could take the channel is to start showing everyone what everyone else is doing. I think that's really how we learn about what can be done is for each of us to kind of innovate on our own and say, this is how I solve this problem. This is how you solve that problem. I think the more we share, uh, the more we can learn how to do this better. Yeah. 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I learn and, and I, I love it. I like, I like just giving people information and, and help to, to grow the Bitcoin mining community. Well, awesome. Um, so is there, is there any question that you really wanted me to ask you that I haven't asked you? Um, no, I think we covered everything. I mean, the, 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 the goal here again is to share as much as I can and, and hopefully like I said, help people out in, in their own adventures and home mining. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, oh, by, by the way, what, what part of the world are, are you in? I'm in the Colorado area of the U S okay. so, uh, those, if you're around Colorado, uh, look me up. Awesome. Well, great. Thanks again, uh, for coming on the show. We'll wrap it up there and, uh, we hope to see you around telegram and Twitter and, and I'll watch for your next video. Awesome. And, and thank you, Scott, for having me on. This was a lot of fun. You're welcome. All right. See ya.